if you're looking for a video content strategy and you want someone to walk you through step-by-step exactly what a proven one would look like, one that helps you build a brand in demand and helps you attract your dream customers, this is exactly it. I'm walking you through what I call my V4 video content strategy. There's five parts. It's about 26 pages of notes that I've got down here in this document. If you're listening, you can listen. I'm going to cover everything. It's all good. If you're watching on video, I'm going through this document or this PDF right now as I go through this. Here we go. We're going to dive right in. Feel free to save this, share this, get it out there for whoever needs it, okay? The V4 video content strategy goes like this. It starts with the V, which is vision and alignment. I'm going to walk through each one of these buckets one by one in detail. Am I going to be able to cover everything? No, but this is going to give you a solid framework where if you're like, I just need something to go off of. I need a foundation. I need something to build upon. This is going to be it. So the V is for vision and alignment. The number one, there's four numbers after that. One, two, three, four. The number one is for customer insights and ideation. The number two is for content mediums and channels. Number three, creation and distribution process. Number four, track and optimize performance. Let's get into it, baby. So we start with vision and alignment, okay? Now, this is one of the biggest mistakes that companies make and people make is they just start jumping into content. They put out a bunch of content and then six months flies by and they go, I'm putting out content, Alex, but it's not really doing anything for me. It's not winning me customers. It's not helping me become more trusted in my industry. I'm not getting invited to podcasts or events or industry things that are taking place, and you definitely should be, okay? And the reason that that happens most of the time is, sure, it could be not as good as content. It could be, you know, tactical stuff, definitely. But a lot of times, they're just, there's no vision. There's no why, right? There's no alignment across the organization on what we're trying to accomplish here. So the first step before we start creating content, and I'm all about taking action. I don't want people to sit there for two months in strategy, listening to this 25 times, and then crippling yourselves with perfectionism, okay? I do believe that you need to go. You need to take action pretty quickly. But it's definitely worth to slow down for a second and just create a solid foundation as to what is the purpose of our content. So that's the first step, right? If you're in a bigger company, small, even small, medium-sized companies, You've got CEO, VPs, um, even other contributors, salespeople, marketers, whatever it is. You need to get alignment across that organization so that everyone understands what you're trying to accomplish with the content, all right? What's the real purpose of our content? So this is a question I ask all the time, and I get a lot of different answers, and it's like brand awareness, we're trying to get attention for our business, we're trying to do all these different things. Your vision should be focused less on the what at this point and the how, and more on the who, who do you want to become and how do you want to impact your customers and audience through your content, okay? And if you're like, well, what the hell does this really mean or what would an example look like? Boom, here's an example, all right? So here's something that we could say. We're gonna become the most trusted, credible, and creative video content brand in the industry. We'll answer all customer questions, not just the ones that are convenient for us, right? That's a lot, what a lot of companies do. Well, I'll answer this question, but I don't wanna talk about this. I don't wanna talk about pricing, right? Well, it doesn't matter what you want to talk about. It's what your customers want to know about. So we'll lead the way with a unique perspective on how to do things better and more efficiently. And as we do this, we're going to continue to find new and creative ways to educate and edutain our customers. We basically believe that, yes, we want to be trusted. We want to be the credible go-to video brand in our industry. But we also want to have this unique perspective, which is B2B content should not be boring. You can have fun. 
You can do edutainment. You can add graphics. You can add skits. You can add just interesting ways to tell a story, right? This should be in your content. So we have a very unique approach. There's, I don't know if any other companies or people that are just like us, right? And so that's kind of how you want to think about your stuff. Obviously, your vision and alignment should be based off your company's brand, what you guys are trying to accomplish, the needs and, and wants and questions and concerns and challenges that your customers have. But you need to think about what's your unique perspective. What are, how are you different than everyone else in your industry? Because that's the narrative that you're going to bring to the market. If we do this correctly, okay, and consistently, you will 100% attract and convert your dream customers. There's no doubt about it. It's really just a matter of time. The vision and alignment sets the stage for everything to come. So everything we do now, we run through that vision filter. So if you're ever questioning, should I put out content around this? Or should I you know, be on this platform? Or should I be doing this type of style? All you gotta do is go back to that vision now and alignment and say, is this aligned with what we're trying to accomplish? Is this the vision of who we wanted to become as a result of putting out quality content consistently? And it's a pretty easy yes or no, all right? Number one, we move on from V. Now we're moving on to the four numbers. The first one is customer insights and ideation. Okay, so these are very, very important to go through. Here are some questions that you must be able to answer to create compelling content that drives business results. We're not creating random content. We're not just finding, you know, silly things to talk about throughout the day. We're being intentional, all right? So here's a few questions to go through. Jot these down if you're in a position where you're not driving or you're not, you know, doing something else, like I would jot these down. What are, and they're on the screen if you're watching the video too. What are the top 20 questions or challenges your customers have about your industry slash subject matter expertise? Write them all down and then you're gonna answer them. Can you answer those questions openly and honestly without necessarily talking about your specific product or service, all right? That's the key. So if someone asked me like, hey, how much does it cost to, you know, to do video content? Well, I've got a whole video on it and it's not about, it's not me going, well, this is our pricing and go to our website and this is what we offer. And no, it's me breaking down the cost of video content and you can go six to seven different ways with it. One of them is ours, but you can also go, there's alternatives and I want to be open and honest about that because that's how we're going to start to build trust with customers because they're searching for those, the answers to their questions. And if you're the one answering them, well, now it's an easy go-to. You're an easy go-to because you've already built that connection with them. All right, so also when you're thinking about all of these things, it's not just answering the questions that everyone else has the answers to, right? Because your competitors could answer those questions too. But what's your unique point of view? We were talking about that earlier. What's the narrative that you're trying to get your audience to adapt? Like we talked about just a few seconds ago or a couple minutes ago, I said, I'm trying to convince B2B companies that your content can be fun. It can be more engaging. It can be interesting while still answering your customers' questions, going deep, being extremely thoughtful and impactful while adding a ton of value. It just doesn't have to be boring. It can be edutaining, right? So that's kind of the mindset that we're bringing to the marketplace. We believe that video is the best way to build trust with customers at scale. That's a unique perspective that not every marketing company or content company has, okay? I would then go to, you know, you're trying to kind of shift your, your um, prospects or your audience or your customer's mindset, you want to, them to adapt this mindset that you have, right? But then you got to talk about stories and what proof do you have to back up that your unique point of view is valid and that they should adapt it. This is the why, okay? So if I went out, for example, and start talking about video is so great, it's the best way to build trust with customers at scale, edutainment works so well, and then I had no proof or it didn't really work, then nobody's going to adapt it. 
right? So you've got to have a little bit of a why and a proof behind it. The second piece to this, which is the next question is, how do you get results for your customers? What are the secrets? How do you get results for yourself if you're doing it? What are the secrets, the behind the scenes, the strategies, the tactics, the techniques, the processes? Can you break these down in a simplistic way that your customers will understand and be able to implement if they choose to adapt that narrative? So think about this, right? Stop for a quick second. You bring this narrative or this story to the marketplace, to your potential customers, they adapt it. They go, yeah, that's a great idea. I think I'll start using video for sure. Then they go out in the marketplace and they start putting out videos. You didn't teach them how to do it the right way. So it doesn't work more than likely. Then they come back at you and go, you know, you told us this video thing works and I don't think it does. Now all of a sudden you're the enemy instead of the guide that's helping them become the hero. So make sure you don't just talk about the why, you talk about the how. Actually help them execute. Give away all of the free value. That's what I'm doing right now. Literally right now I'm doing that. So guys, you gotta do it. You can't be afraid. This is an abundant world, I promise you. No one's going to the person in the corner hiding all their secrets. They're going to the person that is giving 24-7 and is trying to make an impact on their customer, all right? What type of language and terminology do your ideal customers use? What type of language and terminology would confuse them? If you confuse them, you lose them, as they say. So don't, on your websites and your social content and your videos, you don't want to be doing all this fancy jargon where after 20 seconds, they're scratching their head going, I don't even know what this person is talking about, okay? Don't confuse them. Number two, content mediums and channels. Very, very important, okay? There's a lot of ways to create and repurpose video content. You can go long form, medium form, short form, and then of course you can do you know, audio content, pictures, graphics, written text posts. This is why video content is the number one medium in the world. You cannot repurpose the same way with text or with just audio. With video, you can break it down into a trillion different pieces of content, okay? So I think about this, and then when you start to think about the channels that you could distribute the content on or put your content on, you've got options. These are some of them, right? I would break it down into two separate categories. This is a really big mindset shift that most people don't understand about content because they think, oh, I'm going to create content. I'm going to post it on LinkedIn. I'm going to create content. I'm going to post it on TikTok. But there's two kinds of content, really, okay? And they can intersect for sure. They can combine, right? And they definitely should. The first kind would be more directly answering common questions that your customers have with your unique perspective. Okay, that's, hey, what's the cost of you know creating video content? Boom. What's a great video content strategy? Boom, right? Obviously, I'm answering the questions with my own perspective and angle and proof points and that kind of stuff, okay? That type of video is probably where I would start in most cases because, and that would be medium form in a lot of cases, potentially long form too, meaning it's a few minutes to 10 minutes, five, 15 minutes, whatever it is. The reason I would start with that is because that type of content is content that you can take offline and you can share it with potential customers or prospects. You're at a trade show. Instead of, here's my card, you can talk about, hey, I've made three videos on the conversation that we just had today about that problem you're trying to solve. You definitely should check it out. They're going to check it out if they're interested. And then guess who they're going to buy from when they're ready? You. That kind of video content you can put on your website you can house on your YouTube channel, either publicly or privately. There's a ton of applications, but that is very important content. And I think, again, it's very foundational. The second type of content, and again, these two can intersect, and they do, is more feed-based content, right? Now, this could be answering your customers' questions too. It could be um, you know, 30 second, 45 second, a minute and a half type clips where 
maybe it's not a direct question, but you're talking about something that you believe to be true about, you know, related to your industry or advice, tactics, techniques, whatever it is, could be an edutainment video, right? Those work really well, a skit video. That's all stuff that's probably going to go in the LinkedIn feeds, the TikTok feeds, YouTube shorts, Instagram reels, you know, potentially all these other platforms. So just think about this, right? And think about how you're going to break them down. Do you want to create one of those long form videos that becomes a YouTube video? micro content for TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, YouTube shorts, it goes on the website, potentially newsletter, blog, email, you know, you're able to share these videos, send a link via email, there's all types of different things you can do. So consider where someone can find and consume your content on and off social media, I think people miss that second part, okay, and consider how someone would be able to binge your content. One thing that's not on here is a podcast, I don't know why it's not on here, but podcast should be on there too. Okay, you can start a podcast if you wanted to. It's long form content that you can break down as well if you record it via video. Short form is the gateway to long form. I think if people see your short form content, a lot of, time, a lot of times they, you're building trust, credibility, a little bit of a relationship with them, and then they wanna go check you out. You ever done that? You ever seen someone's content or heard about someone and then boom, what do you do? You search Google, you search YouTube, you search TikTok, right? LinkedIn, and you're like, who is this person? And what's the other content they put out? And then if they do a podcast uh, like we do, or long form videos on YouTube like we do, typically they'll go through and kind of binge that content, all right? Number three is the distribution process. This is very important. It's the least sexy part about this entire strategy, but is very, very important. And I would say it definitely is a very, very strong key component to all of this, okay? Now, you can do this by yourself if you want. You know, like you, you can do, if you're a solopreneur, a small company, the CEO, you're trying to do all this yourself. You definitely can. Everything I teach here, you could technically do yourself. But if you want to scale your efforts and gain more time back in your business and in your life, and you want to maximize results, then you'll want to consider building a team at some point, okay? And your team, would a core team would look like this. You've got content creators, which is going to be you, potentially other people on the team. You've got video editors or post-production folks, right? They'll edit the raw clips, and they'll add the graphics, the animations, the captions, the, you know, whatever you're trying to do, it doesn't matter, long form or short form. And then you've got potentially a content manager or a social media manager that will go through, organize all the content, which we're gonna talk about in a second, um, schedule, post the content, write the copy, potentially, they can do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Secondly, we need to build out a process that allows us to create as much high quality content in as little time as possible. And here's an example, if you wanna know what this looks like, you can steal this one, okay? So for us, strategy and planning is always at the top, obviously, right? Once you got that, and that's kind of what we've been talking about um, the last few minutes. Once you got that, you really can create content from three different places. Really, there's only three, to be honest. Core places, I would say. Either live or virtual events, that could be keynotes, that could be virtual events that you're doing, it could be guests on a podcast, whatever it might be. Um, could be in-person conversations that you're having in your office, whatever it is. The second, it could be batch recording, meaning, and this is a great tactic you can do, that you'll sit down for, you know, a half an hour and record five to 10 videos. And it's very, it's very efficient to do that because you, if you come ready to go with the topics, you can bang out five to 10 videos and boom, that could be two, week, two weeks worth of videos, right? So you do that every week and you're gonna start stockpiling videos. The third thing would be some type of podcast, right? That you run every week or every other week. Once you get that raw video, you got to do something with it, right? Can't just let it sit there. So you got to get it in post-production. And that's where it's going to come out is either audio, video, visuals, and text. And again, I know I'm not going into the detail of the granular stuff of how you would do this, but think about this. This is strategy 
it's not necessarily in the weeds tactical stuff. Even though we just, like we're talking about some of the tactical stuff, like batch recording is a little bit more of a tactic. But for the most part, this is strategy, okay? But at the end of the day, you're going to take that raw content and you're going to want to get it into audio, video, visuals, text, combination of those four. And then you've got to distribute the content. So having this all built out, and what you could do is you can organize a lot of it on a, on a project management or a content management software tool such as Trello, Monday, ClickUp. There's a ton of different things. You technically could do it in just G Drive, just set up folders, right? And you basically want a raw video content folder. You want an in-progress folder. You want um, you know, ready-to-review folder. You want a, uh, any revisions that need made, and then you want to kind of edited, ready to be posted, and then you want like a posted or scheduled and then archived. You definitely want to archive all of your content, okay? So this is what it would look like, right? Raw content comes in one side, ready to be posted content comes out of the other side. Folders here, raw videos in progress, ready for checking, revisions, edited videos ready to be posted, and then archived and scheduled. Number four, track and optimize performance. So you've gotta be able to put in place a system where you can track opportunities that are created because of your content. If you don't do that, then how are you gonna know what your content's actually doing? Now sure, you could get on a sales call and you can ask them, and hopefully you are, you're asking how did you first discover us if you don't already know the answer to that, that would be a good thing to do. But at minimum, you want your calendar booking link to have a mandatory question about how they first discovered you. And you want your salesperson asking that same question in detail on the first meeting. Or if that's you, you want to ask that question in detail on the meeting. Now, here's what I'd say. Don't give them options. Leave that uh, question open-ended. So when you say, how did you first discover me? They may give you way more insights than if you just say LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, website. They may just select one, right? But if you leave it open-ended, they may say, you know, I saw your video on LinkedIn, but then I've been listening to your podcast the last two months. Oh, that's great insights, right? And so always leave that open-ended. It's just great. It's great insights and it allows you to see what's working and what's not. And so I would think about this in the beginning of your content journey. If you're wondering like, how do I know if my content's performing or not, or what's good or what's not, or when should I be expecting results? In the beginning of your content journey, we want to pay close attention to qualitative data and less on the quantitative data. So what I mean is like, for example, when we started our podcast and our uh, weekly live events a while back, we were, I was looking at what are people saying? Are people showing up? Are people listening? Sure. But what is the feedback in the comments that we're getting? And I got DMs. I got comments on my content. I got people showing up saying, this has been so impactful. Like I haven't found information about what you're talking about anywhere else. Like you answered my questions. I just, I'm going to go and implement the strategy because of it. You just want to know that the content is resonating and hopefully from your target audience, the decision makers, the influencers, the people that you're trying to impact with your content. You just want to know that they're saying good things about it. All right. That's step one. If you do that, then all of the quantitative stuff, because that's telling you that the content is quote good, then that should, if you give it you know enough time, the quantitative stuff should follow. Okay. So the first 30 days, 60 days, I'm looking heavy at qualitative. And then by 90 days, 120 days, I'm really looking to see those numbers kick up. And I'm really looking to start to see some leads start to generate and, and come inbound as a result of the content if we're doing it right. And then from here, it's all about studying what's working, what's not working, optimizing, right? We remix and recreate winning content. We create video series if it makes sense to do. We're just taking all of this insights that we're getting from our audience in responding to every comment, studying what people are saying, like really getting in the weeds, that is such a big component to content that I think people are like, oh, 
I'm going to create content and then just throw it out there and like put it on autopilot and never really be in there. And it's like, no, you need to be in there, especially early on learning what is resonating, what is not. You know, what are people, what questions are people asking in the content? And then what we can do from that is we take those questions and we post 10 pieces of content or 20 videos. We can take those 20 videos and let's say we got a handful of three to five, six, seven questions or comments that were, that were leading us to believe we needed to create other content based off what they were saying in those insights. Then we use that to fuel the next 20 videos. So all the feedback and the audience insights, we need to keep that coming. And then we just, we funnel that right back up to the top of the strategy, the vision and alignment, and we move down the strategy. That is the V4 video content strategy. If this was helpful, subscribe, like it, comment, let us know what you think. Appreciate you watching and we'll see you around.